We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody up. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall, the teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars, and that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the running back episode. We're going to break down the running backs on the roster and also talk about some guys who may be on the roster bubble. All on episode 112 of the Pride Podcast. Sponsored by Bet Online AG, and I am your host Tyler. Joined by my two suspects, as always, Pierre and Malcolm. How are you boys doing today on this Monday evening? Woo! I'm doing great. Let's go. Let's get the show started. All right. For our topic today, we are going to talk about the running back class that the Lions uh, added to them in the 2020 offseason, and we're going to talk about all the big questions around. You know, Lions fandom, Lions Twitter, Lions Instagram, whatever, etc. About the running back uh, room for the Detroit Lions. Whether what they did in free agency, whether what they did in the draft and all that. And just kind of do what we've been doing the last couple episodes. We did um, 
the front seven. We've done the wide receivers. We've done the whole defense in general. So we just have this one left and the special teams and the quarterback to talk about. And after that, we'll be all done with all the recaps. So let's get into this running back with the big six questions. It's usually seven, but I can only think of six today. So um, we'll do the big six questions. And I'm going to start off with the first one, which is a pretty big question going around. And that's about on Johnson. What should we expect out of him year three? Coming from uh, two injury seasons, missing majority of the year. I'll start off with Malcolm. Um, you know, you've been a little lower on Carryon Johnson as of late. You know, before we even drafted DeAndre Swift. You know, you've been a little lower on Carryon Johnson. I'm gonna let you explain yourself a little bit. What should we expect out of Carryon Johnson year three? Uh, his role. Um, you know, everything in general. I guess with Carryon Johnson. And, and for the record, I, I wasn't low on Carryon Johnson. I wanted to just get that out the way. I'm not low on Carryon Johnson. Um, I'm just, as far as him being healthy and, and being on the field, you know, I do have some questions on that end. Now, what do I expect from Carryon Johnson next year? I expect a very motivated Carryon Johnson. I think Carryon Johnson sees that the Lions definitely want to get the running game going, whether it's going to be with Carryon or without Carryon. So I think this year, I expect, I expect a solid year from Carryon. I think he bounced back from Nick, from last year with his injuries. I think he goes well with that one-two punch with our with our second-round pick. Okay. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I, I like the situation with Carryon Johnson this year than years previous. I, I think after seeing the first two years, I've kind of got the whole narrative that Carryon Johnson's a work bell, a guy that could take 25 to 30 carries a game. I think I've just kind of eliminated that from my head, which I kind of assumed we could have maybe used him when we drafted him, you know, a couple of years ago. I've completely eliminated that situation after last year. He got placed on IR for the second time already in two years in his career. So um, I do like the situation more for him this year, you know, with a, with a unit that's not necessarily proven, but I think it's got a really good shot to be, you know, a really good unit in general. Uh, like you mentioned, drafting DeAndre Swift in the second round. Uh, some, you know, analysts, some r- reporters had DeAndre Swift as, you know, the best running back in this draft class. And, you know, it was considered a very stacked draft class. So that's, you know, a very good positive sign, definitely. And then uh, to go with Bo Scarborough, who kind of broke on to his own, you know, in the second half of the year. Once KJ got hurt and, you know, the Lions were really searching for a back, obviously, you know, it, it took him a couple weeks, you know, because they didn't have a guy that was playing consistent for them. And it took a guy from their practice squad like Bo Scarborough, who finally got an opportunity at the pro level. And, you know, he kind of took it and he ran with it and he did a really good job, you know. So I like the situation for on Johnson this year where we're not, you know, relying on him to be. The work bell, you know, like in years previous, um, you know, in years previous, you know, the first two years of Carryon Johnson, we have, you know, signed some veterans who were a little older uh, on the wrong side of their career. Guys like C.J. Anderson, guys like LeGarrette Blunt, who just did not work out at all here, obviously. Uh, C.J. got cut by week three. Uh, LeGarrette was here the whole year, but probably would have been cut by week three if he was here last year as well. So um, it just it, it didn't work out for the situation. And then Carryon Johnson was just kind of stuck in no man's land where he was counted just to be the guy to save the run game and, um, you know, be that work belt, which is just not his game. Uh, I, I came to the, you know, you know, uh, you know, the thought is just I don't think that's his game. I don't think he's a work bell. And I think the Lions finally, you know, realize that as well now. You know, now they taking it seriously. They're not putting, you know, all their marbles on Carryon Johnson anymore. I think they're. You know, getting some, getting him some help just in case he does go down. Obviously, we've seen two years of him being placed on IR, like I mentioned. And, you know, we've seen when he has limited carries, you know, he could be effective. So 
and kind of what the league's been doing in general, like the Niners, you know, they had a three running back tandem and it, it worked really well. And it seems like it's almost a trend in the NFL now uh, to have kind of like two or three running backs who, who could run whenever is a, called upon and, you know, play at a high level, obviously. So I think that's what the Lions are expecting out of carry on Johnson in year three with guys like DeAndre Swift and uh, Bo Scarborough. And then to go along with our rookie this year, Jason Hundley or Ty Johnson, whoever ends up winning that roster spot, obviously. But I think it's a good situation for Carry on Johnson. I think he'll thrive in that, you know, one A, one B system for the for the run game. So I, I like the situation for year three for Carry on Johnson with the room they have right now. And, you know, they finally kind of took it seriously and uh drafted it back early on instead of just putting all their marbles on Carry on Johnson, like I mentioned. Hey, Pierre, before you go just before you go, I just want to touch up on that real quick. Um I don't think the Lions ever saw Carry on Johnson as a work bill. Running back. I don't think they I ever agree. saw him. They, they, because ever since he came in the league, he's been limited on touches. I can yeah. count on one hand the amount of times in the game he had 20-plus rushes in the game. So as far as work, Bill, I, I, that, that was never the Detroit Lions mentality of, of their vision of carry-on. And you can see they always try to get him help. Uh, when Patricia came in, he tried to bring in the Garrett Blunt. And I guess that was a guy who he thought, you know, would work out because, you know, he knows a Garrett Blunt. So he thought that would be a good one-two punch with carry on. So right, uh, immediately he wanted to carry on the split carries, and he wanted to do that with a Garrett Blunt. But Garrett Blunt came in, and we all saw what Garrett, what Garrett <laughs> Blunt did. It, it wasn't good. So next year, what does he do? He tries to go get C.J. Anderson, who had a phenomenal um, second half of the year. Yeah, and uh, end of the playoff run, he had a phenomenal – that second half of the year, he, he was just phenomenal. So they bring him in thinking that he could be that one-two punch, and it did not work out. So what does he do? He made sure this time, and he made that he made the right call by bringing in that, that second-round pick. But when we talk about him, I will do all the praise. But, yeah, carry on, they never saw that carry on. He was never going to be that that work bell, that that guy that's going to get 20-plus rushes every game, that, that work bell. He was never going to be that guy. Well, I, I'm referring more to where we always saw him in the game. You know, maybe he didn't get all the carries all the time, but he was always in the game. You know, I think now this year we're not going to see him always in the game or we'll see a two-running back set instead of just him out there. Um, you know, years previous, like I mentioned, he was always out there, whether, whether he was running the ball or was, or was passing the ball. You know, carry on Johnson's on the field. I think he's going to limit his snaps this year as well with, you know, the guys I just mentioned that we, we added to the roster. So his snaps was already limited. His <laughs> carries were limited. His snaps weren't limited. I think they were, bro. Like, yeah, because with Laguerre, because, but I remember they'd run CD. I was like, bro, get CD the fuck out of the game and put carry on it. I yeah, so Laguerre Blunt had a lot of touches. He had, he had a lot of, he was in there a lot. So, I mean, I don't know. And then last year, look at back the numbers, but like from like what I remember, I think his snaps were like pretty limited. Yeah, I, I remember we were all screaming for more, more um snaps for carry on his rookie year. But now we know why hurt. they did it because yeah. like they didn't really trust his health. I'll yeah. say this about carry on. Um, I think it's proven you're right. They drafted back at 35, which is pretty much almost a first round pick. Um, they drafted back in the fifth round, and they have a power back that they like a lot in Bo Scarborough. So this is a this is a prove year for Carry on. He needs to stay healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, you could probably kiss his days as a lion goodbye. I mean, th- like they say, your third year is your prove a year. If you don't prove it by third year, you're out the door. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. If he, you know, simple. if he might said like everything I want to say, I just want to add that in. Yeah, if it goes to a situation where he has to, you know, be placed on IR again, I, I think it's done. I think the, you know, the era in Detroit. I think they're just move on at that point and. 
Um, you just kind of go on to the pile, which this, it's a sad pile of Lions bust in the second round for running backs. If you know that that hypothetically does happen, I'm not hoping that it happens. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it hypoth- hypothetically does happen, then I think Kerryon Johnson just goes to the pile of running backs that just didn't work out in the second round. So let's hope that doesn't happen. He doesn't add on to that list. So nah, he should be fine. He should be he fine. I think it's going to be a good year. Man. I think it's going to be a good year for him. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. He's so, motivated too, for sure, because they're like, "Oh, y'all took a back at 35, and you took one in the fifth round. Shit, I'm coming to work." Yeah, and his response was funny. His response yeah. was funny with that. He was saying he was he was watching Harry Potter during the draft. He didn't even know that they drafted DeAndre Swift. Oh shit! I bet you everyone texted him. Yo, they draft they drafted Swift. He probably was like, "Oh yeah, I'm watching a movie." Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't it. No way, dude. I mean, think about it, Malcolm. Like, think about you're at work, right? And your work hires someone like similar to your position. They're like, I ain't similar to somebody better. God damn it. Damn. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm though, sorry. Right? I'm sorry. He's a better. Yeah. He's a better back. Bro, I'm like, sorry. you're going to be motivated. You're like, all right, bet. I'm about to sell him whatever, like, you do at work. I'm about to do more. I'm about to, like, bring yeah, up that's myself. Why he's going like, to be motivated. Crazy. He's going to be motivated. Yeah, he'll be motivated for sure. That's why I think we're going to have two hell of a backs, and I can't wait. Hopefully. Okay. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action this week's big UFC fight, or check out the odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your favorite team to come back? Bet Online has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or Check out our daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Uh, Let's get into question two. Is this running back? Uh, I've been, you know, asking this question every every episode since we've done, been doing these recaps. Is this running back group better, similar, or worse going to twenty in previous years? And then my follow up question before you guys just say hell yeah, what makes it different this year? What makes it different? Because we've said it every year, we do say it every yeah, year. You know, you got you got to play fair. What makes it different this year? Tell me All why right, it's different. Go ahead. You're, you're talking to me? Okay, I, yeah, I, I say you know, hundred percent better. And this is probably the as far as the Detroit Lions trying to fix a fix a running game. I haven't seen this type of effort. Since I haven't seen this type of effort ever, I never seen them say, "Okay, we're gonna address the O line and beef up the O line to be more better at run blocking." I didn't see them say ever say, "We're gonna draft the best running back on the board," ever. I never seen Detroit do that. We didn't even see Detroit doing this. We we're saying, "Yeah, the Detroit—they're not gonna grab, even though we need a running back. They're gonna grab a guy later because that's what they're accustomed to doing." But grabbing the best back on the board. They did everything that they're – if you're a team that wants to fix the running game, Detroit Lions did everything to the T that you're supposed to do to fix a running game. Yeah. So I, I, I'll i say this, and I'm going to say this on, on the pod, and y'all, y'all can record. If Detroit does not have a running game next year with everything <laughs> they did, I'm talking about upgrading the right tackle so they can run so they can run block better, you know, drafting the best running back on the board. If they do all this and we have death, we, they do all this and we don't have a running game. This is never gonna happen, guys. Is is this? I, I have a feeling that with this curse, this is never gonna happen if this doesn't work. Cause they did everything they're supposed to do. Okay. 
Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I hope I'm actually right this year because I say it every year. I'm like, well, oh, we got C.J. Anderson and carry on now. It's going to work. Uh, we got LeGarrette Blunt and carry on. It's going to work. Oh, Amir Abdullah, it's going to work. You know, I, I say it every year. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm kind of like Malcolm. You know, they, they invested a lot of pieces into the run game, like you mentioned with Big V, um, who was, you know, considered a very you know good run blocker, obviously, in his days in Philly. Yeah, Hawkinson. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. they have yeah. the pieces. Jesse James. Yeah. Good blocker, yeah, and I was going to mention even Jonah Jackson, who was a very solid blocker. Stenberg, who was just a muller in the run game. So yeah, yeah. They, they, they they invested a lot into the run game this year. So, God damn it, it better work. <laughs> Please work. You know, we we got to pray to the football gods that this is not a curse. You know, this this better not be no Bobby Lane curse or whatever curse, you know. Uh, I, I think it has the, you know, the pieces to work. I think they've like Malcolm mentioned, they, they addressed it, you know, they addressed it in every aspect in free agency, the drafts. I mean, everywhere, the offensive line, you know, actually grabbing up back. Oh, they hired. Yeah. You, you know, know, they, like they, they want to fix it. They, they want to fix it. It's just, can they fix it? Uh, I, I hope, I, I think they have the pieces to fix it. It's just, now it's time to see it. it it's kind of like one of those, you know, for Lions fans, cause we haven't seen it in forever. If you're a fan like me or Peter, we've never seen it at all. Because you know we didn't get we, we didn't we didn't we didn't have the privilege to watch. Barry we briefly Sanders. sort of saw it like with Reggie Bush and Droit Bell. I mean it wasn't the best, but it was average. That wasn't average. It was man. like it was fun watching those guys five hundred yards. Red, Reggie yard Bush, rushing. Reggie Bush, and not not knocking on Reggie Bush, but you gotta look at his season. Yeah, he had a thousand yards with us, but he only had like three good games with in, in Detroit Lions uniform. Yeah, it was like that Thanksgiving game. It's yeah. only like literally three good games, and then like we look at the rest of his games, it was like. 12, it was like 15 carries, 30 yards. The fuck is that? You know, 20 carries, uh, 20 yards. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Why are you here? It like, wasn't yes. that bad, was it? 20 yes, for 20? It, bro, it was I don't remember it like awful. that. But like, 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 when he was on, he was on. But when he was off, he was off. Like, it was yeah. terrible. Like, it was bad. And the reason yeah. why he made that 1,000 yards and, oh, 1,000 yards uh, running back, literally three, literally three games. <laughs> it was like three or four games out of seventeen out of sixteen games he balled out. The rest of the games was just awful. And then the year after he was awful. In yeah, the year after that. Year after that. I mean. Yeah, him and Bell both kind of fell off after that. It was bad. Yeah. Was Bell on the team after that. I forget. Yeah, it, it was in it was in fourteen. The closest was, to a running game that we had, you have to go to Kevin Jones. I'm talking about like my time, bro. Like when I Your watched time. him. Maybe Kevin probably. Smith, maybe, and he was he was all right. David Best, bro, like I saw. David Best, has, he, was, he was flashes, he was flashes, but he just his concussions, bro. Yeah, bro. We've never seen at a consistent level. If you're near Peter's no. age, we've we've never seen a run game. Yeah, we have. Level. Like and since I've started play. watching, yeah, I've yeah. watched. I started watching like in 2009. So, yeah, you know, Malcolm had the privilege to watch Barry Sanders, obviously. So I did. he, so he's seen, you know, some good running back. He's seen a good running back, actually, not yeah. good. Running back, <laughs> and then it's just, it's just terrible because at that time we were like, oh shit, only oh, we had a quarterback. Yeah, you know Who we had Barry. Was it Scott Mitchell at the time? Scott fucking Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, we're getting off. We're getting a little off topic. Let's get back on topic. Yeah. So, um, uh, like I mentioned, they invested a lot. They invested a lot in the run game, and it's just I hope to God it works. You know, I just want to see it work in Honolulu Blue. So I like the chances though, but I say that every year. So, but yeah. I actually. Well, I say I I actually do this year too, but I I do like the chances this year. I'll um, say like another reason why I like it. Like when you look at DeAndre Swift, he's a back who could do it all. Like he could like mm-hmm. catch, receive. He's a good back. You look at Carry on, he's power, right? You look at Bo, he's power, and then you look at Hundley, he's more of a receiver, dynamic guy. So they have like 
Like they have like pick your poison. Like if they want to go power, they go with carry on and bow. If they want to go with like speed, you go with Swift and Holly. Like they could, they could, they got like they got their guys. Oh, Ty Johnson too. I yeah. don't want to forget about him. Yeah. He, he's a speedster too. And he showed improvement uh, towards the end of last year. So that's tough, man. This is tough. This is a tough because I don't know who's not gonna make the roster. Hold on, that, that, this is a good follow-up. Okay, now. Uh, this is for my go question. Ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What's Ty Johnson's role on this team? Does he <laughs> oh, make man. the team with the additions uh, of DeAndre Swift, Jason Hundley, and Bo Scarborough coming out to his own in the second half of the year? So, does he make the team, or, or and if he does, what's his role on this team? Let's start off. Oh Lord, oh man, this is tough because I think Ty Johnson could be one of those guys that could have a breakout year. And the way he played at the end of last year, he looked like a guy that was figuring it out. And I wouldn't want to lose that guy because he could be a guy that could be so dynamic just in case if we do have an injury and we do need to keep the ball rolling. Like, say if – I don't really want to say this. I don't want to say this. No, okay, if, I, know what you're I know what you're saying. I think everyone else knows what you're saying. Don't say it. Don't okay, say I'm it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But if an injury were to happen, he could fill in nicely for that spot. Like, I would rather him fill in than Huntley fill in as far as a runner. Now, it's tough because they have so many backs. One of them has to go. But actually, two of them have to go because I don't see a situation in hell that Hillis makes his roster. Hillis? There's no way in hell. I mean, everybody could get injured and he still won't make this roster. Like, I don't see a situation happening that he makes his roster. I mean, if, like, everybody gets injured. It'll have to be, like, everybody. And even then, like, he's still, like, does he make it? Well, they liked him last year. They kept him on the practice squad. They activated him. I hear you. He knows the playbook, so there's some positives. I know, but is he gonna is he gonna make the roster over any of those guys? Probably practice squad, if I had to guess. Practice right. squad, yeah, he's gonna be in the practice. Yeah. I think he could be in the practice squad. Yeah, if I had to but, guess. Practice but squad. other than him, it's it's really 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 tough as far as who's gonna make the roster. I don't know. I mean, like yeah. we talked about this the other day, right? Depends how many receivers will they carry, how many tight ends will they carry, will they want like? So like the thing is, I think like Agnew Huntley. Johnson are kind of like all sort of competing for that returner job. So first it depends who gets that. And then what do the Lions want to do? Do the Lions want to keep Bo as a power? Do they want more speed and Ty Johnson? Do are there's Jason Huntley ready to play? Will it be on the practice squad? Um also injuries, like are guys gonna be healthy in camp? Like we don't know nothing yet. So I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah, no, I I agree with you guys. And we kind of have to see that. That same Bo Scarborough too, you know. If if it's not the same Bo Scarborough, then you know he could very well be, you know, maybe losing a job. If if I'm just saying hypothetically, if he doesn't look like how he looked the second half of the year, right. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I like his shot the best out of the you know the guys we just mentioned, but you know if he doesn't look the way he looked last year, then you know maybe he's a candidate that doesn't make the team, and maybe they you know prefer to go go with the guy that they drafted last year in the six and Ty Johnson. But you know as far as keeping Jason Hundley and Ty Johnson. Like, I, I just don't know if you keep both of them on the active roster. And then I don't know if you could – you obviously I don't think you could risk losing Jason Hundley if you, you know, want to part ways with him. You draft him in the fifth round, and he, fifth and, round, he, yeah. and he's a and he's a rookie, obviously. It's not like a year-two fifth-round guy compared to a year-two sixth-round guy, which is more likely to be cut than a guy that just got drafted in the fifth round. So right. I, I like Jason Hundley's chances better because I think he fits that J.D. McKissick role better than I Ty agree. Johnson does. And J.D. McKissick was a solid, you know, addition to that offense last year where, you know, they used him in the passing game where he was kind of almost like a like a broke man, a broke man, uh, Theo Riddick, you know, back in the day where, you know, Theo Riddick was really good in that offense back in like 2014, 
15, 16, and even 17. You know, Theo Riddick was just really good in that offense. And J.D. McKissick kind of showed flashes of, you know, that Theo Riddick play that we had a couple of years. And I think Jason Hundley kind of fits that Theo Riddick, J.D. McKissick rule better than Ty Johnson of, you know, being able to be a pass catcher out of the backfield and, you know, be a runner when needed. You know, it's not going to be his best, you know, ability, but it, it, he's there when needed. So, um, that that's gonna be interesting. As of right now, I'm I'm liking Jason Hundley's chances over Ty Johnson. I don't think they could keep everyone, unfortunately, because at that point we're talking about keeping uh, carrying five backs on the active roster and and a fullback, which is I I don't see that happening. That's just ridiculous at that point. You know, even four backs sometimes is ridiculous, but I understand that a little bit more. But five, that's you know you're you're kind of line. That's way too many backs to carry on an active roster. So. You know, Ty Johnson's going to really have to impress this offseason. I'll say that. But as of right now, I, I like Jason Hundley's chances to make the team over uh, Ty Johnson f- for making the initial 53. But we'll see, man. You know, maybe uh, Ty Johnson can clear waivers and they can keep him on the practice squad. But if not, I mean, it's a tough no loss. Chance. No chance. No chance. I mean, no you don't chance. know that. You don't know that. We, we say that every year with some guy and it ends up. You know, they're not as valued as high sometimes as we give them. You know, we said Travis Fulgham last year. No way, you know, if we cut him, he no way he clears waivers. I think he cleared waivers like three times. Yeah, he did, <laughs> but that's different. I mean, is it though? Ty Johnson really shown a, a big upside last year. Yeah, with his right. speed, he needs to improve like a lot was, of games. I know, but even even with his vision, his vision, like if you look at some of his runs and some of his cuts that he was making towards the end of the year, especially week seventeen, he. I, I don't know. I, I I like the way he runs, so I mean I don't know. Yeah, I mean if I'm a if I'm a GM if I'm a team I'm all over him. Just I, for I based can, on potential. I I can see that, and you're not wrong. It just sometimes we always I think say no way he clears waivers. I think we sometimes a little overvalue them a little bit. I'm not saying that's a negative. I'm just saying sometimes you got to think about. I mean there's. 32 other NFL teams and there's solid players getting cut every you know every day as well it's not you know it's not just Ty Johnson so I think we have to look at it the broader view than just the Detroit Lions but I, I see what you're talking about I I wouldn't throw it you know against it if Ty Johnson getting picked up on waivers by another team uh, you know another team taking a chance on him but you know we got to you know look at the big picture as well it's not just the Detroit Lions cutting a good running back it's 32 other teams maybe potentially cutting another running back as well so yeah yeah that's true so, yeah, but I, I think it's going to be an interesting battle to watch this offseason. I think uh, Ty Johnson's kind of like in that motivated category, like we mentioned with Carryon Johnson as well. So um, we have to wait and see what he could do in uh, year two now. So it's kind of crazy that we're, you know, kind of talking maybe as a potential cut or someone that might not be on the team in year two, which is, you know, crazy because how much they invested into the, the running back, you know, group this offseason. So, um We'll definitely have to wait and see with that situation. I'm interested and intrigued to see what he can uh, bring in year two, though. So the Lions lost J.D. McKissick, who was a solid, you know, part of this offense last year. And um, my question is, do they have a replacement on this team, or are they just kind of escaping that type of running back on their team? Maybe that's why they let him go. No, I I think they have a replacement. I I do too. That's why they drafted two of them. Actually, they have one. They drafted one at 35, and they drafted one in the fifth round. It's uh, DeAndre Swift and uh, Jason Huntley. Um. So like Swift, like Swift is dynamic. He had comparisons to Christian McCaffrey and uh, Alvin Kamara coming out, and then uh, Huntley. We don't know much about like just because the tape is so limited. But everything you've heard and everything that Bob Quinn says and that you've read about him, it seems like they want him kind of groom into that McKissick role. So you don't see them abandoning that type of back in their scheme. No way. They, no. they like those speedy guys. I agree. Yeah. I mean, if they if they abandoned it, they wouldn't draft Huntley, right? 
Yeah, no, no, that's I see eye to eye with you there. So I was just wondering, you know, maybe why they let JD McKissick go. But I see what you're saying. You know, that makes a lot of sense. I have the same opinion on it actually as well. So, All right. Yeah, yeah, and he he hit it. It's gonna be Swift and the Huntley. Yeah. More more of Swift though. I think Swift is gonna have a bigger role in mm-hmm. that in that McKissick, that that JD that JD role yeah. than Huntley is. But Huntley can also do it as well. So I mean, I just can't can't wait. Yeah, use them both in the passing and running game as well. Yeah. But you could you could use DeAndre Swift more in the running game. Obviously, you know he's more, more in the running game. You could use him either. That dude's a Swift Army knife, bro. Yeah, he, no, he does. Pun, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's he could do both at a high level, man. Yeah, he's got the tools. He's definitely got the tools, and there's a reason why he went at 35 and was getting first round buzz. So, um, you know, it makes it makes a lot of sense. So. Uh, my fifth question to you guys is now, and uh, not a bigger name guy, you know, Wes Hills was a guy that kind of was hopping back from the practice mm-hmm. squad uh, to being released to uh, finally making the 53-man roster and actually had a solid game versus Tampa Bay, um, had two touchdowns. Um, what do you guys expect out of him this summer? Does he have any chance to make the team, maybe the P-Squad? Uh, what are you guys expecting out of the kid from Slippery Rock, Wes Hills? Um Practice squad or like maybe, maybe he could be on someone squad. else's practice squad or he'll be on the streets. Like I don't really have expectations for him. Um, maybe he could come out and surprise people in camp. But like from what we saw last year, I don't. I mean, when the guys they have on the roster, I don't think there's any chance he'll be on like the 53 man roster unless there's like a shitload of injuries or something. Like Malcolm said earlier, you're smoking, bro. He's gonna be our starting running back. <laughs> I think I'm you're so, smoking. Yeah. Yeah, Malcolm, smoking, bro. I'm just you playing. The, yeah, the there's garbage. no way in hell. <laughs> <laughs> that guy has no chance. Like I feel yeah. bad for him. I mean, like what do you do? Like you're in that position. You're seeing how like, you know where you are in the depth chart. You already know where you are in the depth chart. And then you just seeing all this talent that they're adding. Like what? Are you, what is going through players' minds when that he's happens? Motivated, That's, bro. He's gonna he be like, There's nothing he could do line. though. There's nothing he could do. He's just like, I'm not just playing for the Lions. I'm playing for all 31 other teams, you know, like training yeah. camp he's and stuff out. like that, whatever. Yeah, he's basically trying out. It's yeah. just, you know, we, we see that every year, though. I mean, we see that every year with any position, yeah. not just the running back. You know, we've seen guys that probably know they don't have a good shot at making it with the, you know, the Detroit Lions roster, but they're competing for 31. You know, their their film is for 31 other teams right now as well. You know, it's not just the Detroit Lions, obviously. Um, you know, obviously he probably hopes, you know, he doesn't have to go through a cut and just can make the team that he's playing for, obviously. But, you know, when you're in that situation, you know it, you know, we've talked to guys who've been bubble guys like Hakeem Valez and, uh, you know, but we've talked to a bunch of bubble guys, you know, it's not just Hakeem Valez who mentioned that, like, yeah, Steve Longo, they just know that they're, you know, sometimes bubble guys, Ode Bushi, when they signed him last year, he said, I'm here to compete. You know, he Mm -hmm. knows, I he knows his role, you know, he knows he's not a guarantee to make the roster, obviously, so he's here to compete and show his film to every other team, if he does not make the initial team. For Ode Ibushi, he made the team out of, the you know, signed him, so that worked out for him, but that doesn't always happen, and honestly, most of the time, it doesn't happen, so uh, I, I think Wes Hills knows what, you know, the role he has going to the 2020 for the Detroit Lions. It, it's a stack running back room, so I agree with you guys, you know, I don't see a, a roster spot for him, and even P-Squad, I think it's going to be difficult, especially yeah. if especially if Ty Johnson clears waivers and they could get him on the P squad. That's assuming if he doesn't make the team, obviously, if he does make the team, then we don't have to worry about that. But um, if, you know, one of these running backs don't make the team, you know, Hundley or Ty Johnson, they clear waivers. I think the Lions way prefer to keep one of those guys than Wes Hill. So, um, we, yeah. yeah, so uh, that, that's kind of wait and see, though. 
And uh, we'll have to wait and see about Another that. thing is, though, what sucks for these, like, guys that are, like, seventh-round picks, undrafted guys, P-squad guys, they cut. So now they're only down to two preseason games, and they're actually thinking of getting rid of the preseason. And they're uh, limiting the rosters to probably 80 now. Or yeah, so you might not even make, like, the 75 or whatever, whatever number of roster. I don't know the numbers yet, but they said they're going to go. But I believe they did say, like, they're thinking of going away from 90. Yeah, no. So. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, that's 90. yeah, that's definitely going to be less than 90 probably this year. It's going to be limited roster. So, you know, it depends on where he's it's on this roster. On these guys, you know, man. He, it just sucks. Yeah, I feel he, bad for the for like the undrafted dudes, the six. And normally, like every year, we have these camp standouts. Like last year, Kevin yeah. Strong was good in training camp. Um, we had a yeah. couple other guys. Me, me and Malcolm talked about this, you know, a couple episodes when you actually missed. Uh, we, we It was our topic, our first topic to enter the show. And I mentioned there's always that guy that always just breaks out right. and, you know, could some, somewhat have an impact on the team. Uh, a good example I mentioned was in 2016, Kerry Hyder. You remember? Kerry Hyder was a bubble yeah. guy, had a great preseason, and then ended up being our, you know, uh, most sack guy. Had the most sacks on the team in 2016 yeah. and was a big part of that defense. So. It, it does suck for these later end guys, uh, guys like Wes Hills, who, you know, sorry to say, but like he's number 80 on the roster maybe right now, or maybe, you know, 89 if it's a 90 man roster. Kind of like we had similar guys like Dean Alexander, if you guys remember, they were always getting, you know, back and forth, cut and uh, back on the roster. Justin Stockton. Wes Hills was like that too with during the season with the practice squad. So um, they know their role. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, man, it, it sucks. All right. Uh, my sixth and last question for you guys is, and I'm going to start off with Malcolm on this one, is should we be satisfied with this unit going to 2020? Yep. That was quick as hell, right? Yep, yep. You better be satisfied because they did everything that they need to do, and this is it. I mean, you're bringing the, you're bringing the right guys. Now I just got to execute. You know, we just yep. got to hope, you know, hope for health, hope that they're healthy, and just, just ball out. I think this is the unit right here. This is the unit that Stafford's been waiting for. So no flukes, no uh, you know, free agent additions later on. No, got like Devontae no. Freeman out no, there. No, no. See, what happened with the years past is that they were betting on guys who, you know, maybe at the end of their career or, you know, hasn't been themselves. They've been betting on those guys to kind of come in and fill that role. What they did this time is they grabbed the best running back who had barely he, – he, he, he's fresh. The amount of touches he had in college, like he had what, 200, 300 carries in, in college? Like, a little more than that, I believe. But he, he's I think, definitely. I think it was like four. I think I think it was. I think the most is like four hundred carries. His total carries he had in college. So yeah. he's fresh, and ugh, he's gonna have a hell of a. He's gonna have a hell of a rookie year. Yeah, I know. He's definitely the most fresh of the other running backs in the class. Guys like Jonathan Taylor, who just got totally used a lot at uh, Wisconsin. Guys like J.K. Dobbins, who got absolutely abused at Ohio State as well. You know, guys are really good, obviously. And you know, maybe I actually may have had uh, ranked a little above. And before the draft class, but you know, you look at the wear and tear, and that that kind of plays in the NFL game. You know, we've seen guys that have been you know totally used so much in college. Yes, they had the good numbers, but that work you know could catch up to you really easy in the NFL. And they Kevin, went kind of Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, um, Derrick Henry when he first entered the league from Alabama. You know, he kind of just came out to his own last year if you really think about it. Like he was just a solid running back before, but now he's like considered one of the better backs, obviously. But you know that that wear and tear sometimes in college. It's big, so I, I I know why the Lions took DeAndre Swift over those other guys. So, uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, he he has definitely a lot of less wear and tear on his on his body compared to the other guys in the draft class, and that and that's huge, especially going to the NFL, going to the pro level. Yes, sir. Yeah, for me, you know, I, I'm pretty satisfied with this group right now. I don't think they need any additions, you know, to the running back 
to the running back room. I like the room that they have right now. I like Swift. I like KJ year three. Uh, Bo Scarborough. I, I like the you know the chance of him repeating his performances from last year. So I like this group a lot. And then you know that running back four spot. I think is gonna be a hell of a battle with Hundley, Wes Hills, and Ty Johnson. So I'm I'm intrigued to see that. But in general, I think they got a nice three, and they could kind of pull with the trend I was asking for before the offseason started with the three-headed monster kind of thing where they could just go to one of these guys and, you know, they, they could, you know, w- one of them could have a good game and it wouldn't shock me. So it kind of reminds me of like what the Niners did last year and that was really effective. And I think it's kind of almost a trend that's happening in the NFL where you just don't need a work bell anymore or this is another solution to, you know, finding a, a true work bell. I like this solution a little bit better. I think it keeps guys fresh. So um, I like this. I like this group a lot. All right. So when you look at this group, the oldest one of the group is Wes Hills, and he's 25 years old. Swift is 21. Uh, Ty Johnson is 22. Carrion is 23. And I think Bo is 24. So, like, they, they, they're they young. They're all motivated. Normally, like, they'd have a vet. But, like, I think the main the vet of this group right now is probably, like, Carrion or Bo. I don't really think Wes Hills. He may be the oldest, but I don't think, like. Yeah. He's really the leader. I think the leader of that room is probably Carrion. <laughs> no, like all jokes, like for real. The leader. Could you imagine getting? Could, could you imagine getting tips from from Hillis? <laughs> I mean, nothing against the guy, bro. The the guy's on an NFL roster, which is really hard already the way it is. So good for him. He's just not as good as the other guys. So like normally, Bob Quinn like has like a thirty year old, twenty nine. I like how they're going young and fast and like skilled and like guys who are like motivated. So I'm really excited about this. That's yeah. what's up. I don't know why. I just pictured like. <laughs> Are you still thinking of West Hills? Yes, I am, man. I like. I pictured. I pictured him going to carry on. I was like, yo, when you see the hole, you cut this way. Carry on looking. I'm like, man, if you don't get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bro. And carry on is a fool too. He'd be like, bro, what you say? I'm like, I can picture carry on like, man, if you don't get out of my face and try to make a roster, man, get out of. here. Nah, like, I'll just decide. I think they respect each other's opinion, but I don't think Wes Hills is giving Karen advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, feel, I feel bad laughing. <laughs> All right. You guys, that's a wrap to episode 112 of the Pride Podcast. Hope you guys all enjoyed our uh, reviews and uh, breakdown of the running back room of what the Lions did in 2020. And we got one more episode of these breakdowns with uh, what we expect to break down the quarterbacks and the whole special teams in general. A lot of maneuvering pieces on the, uh, both of those, you know, not the starting QB, obviously, still got Stafford, but, you know, we got to talk a, a lot about with the backup battle for the QB, and then Sam Martin's gone, so we got to talk about that as well. My boy Don Moolbach's still here, so that's good news. But uh, stay tuned for that. For next episode, we'll be breaking down the special teams and QB, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and if you guys are interested yep. in any of the other positions, go check yep. that out. And, yep. you know, it's as simple as checking out a title. So yep. go click on the title, whatever you're interested in, and whatever you're interested in. So I'm yep. out. All right, guys. Peace out. All right, y'all. You know what it is. Peace.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.